Hello, and welcome to the Demo Team Podcast. Usually we talk about Dance, Gavin Dance, and all things Dance, Gavin Dance-centric, but today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk to a surefire band that you're just going to love. It's called uh, Misfit Summer. You may uh, recognize two of our guests today. They were actually the first band we ever had here on the Demo Team Podcast. Uh, Animo- they're from Animoria, but here today they're going to talk to us us about misfit summer so let's not waste any time let's just get right into it joey juan you'd like to introduce yourselves give us an idea of what exactly is the misfit summer what's up Uh, what's up what up i thought juan was gonna dive in there uh this started as kind of a I'm not used to being a front man or anything. <laughs> oh, word. Well, um, they kind of just started at like uh, Juan sent me some tracks, our A track, and was like, do you drop on this? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm just kind of never really dove into it. And then he hit me up again with another track, and it was sick. I was like, word, dude. And I was like kind of on a, a roll doing a bunch of features and shit for like other bands. So I was like, fuck it, I'm in the mood. Let's do it. I dived in, did it. I don't remember what song it first was. I don't know which one of the which one of the songs it was. But then we were like, damn, dude. Like, we did another one. And then we realized, fuck, this shit's kind of sick. Like, we should do something with this, you know? And then I don't know where this dude just... every It was like every other day he would text me and be like, bro, you're not ready for this one. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking ready. Give it to me. So every, every like, other, for like maybe six songs, he would, every four days he would send me something else and... It kind of just started off as like, uh, let's just fuck around, and then kind of turned into like, damn, dude, this shit could actually be something cool. Like, people might get down on this. Like, I, I think what makes it special, in my opinion, is it's a little different. It's not something that a lot of bands from our scene of music kind of endeavor towards. I think someone sent me something of a, what's the guys from, uh, what's that band called? Day Day Seeker. Their singer did something kind of similar where he kind of went out that way. But I think I don't want us to get confused or mixed up with Sith Wave. That's what they call it. <laughs> I want us to kind of be like a, a funky 80s type riff. You know? Dude, it is hot in my garage. I'm fucking out here swatting flies left and right. My girl left the garage open. So I've been hunting flies all fucking day. Dude, I was going to say, the music you guys are dropping is pure fire. Like, it's spreading fire, like, all over California right now, right? Because they know that Misfit (laughs) Summer is dropping. (laughs) Misfit Summer be dropping. Yeah, so just to, like, go based off what Joey uh, was stating, uh, I think it just started mostly with me just messing around. Uh, I don't think you guys know this, but I've been... I actually have a degree in audio engineering because I went to school for it, and... I haven't really been doing much with it. I mean, I had been re- recording my other bands, like Melt Mars. I've been recording, like, local bands and stuff like that. But I had never really done anything for myself. And I think when this whole quarantine happened and I started working from home, I was just really bored at home and um, just really just dove into it, bought a bunch of sample packs, was working with some great musicians, working with friends that I haven't worked with in a long time, and just really just diving right into it. And I think that's how it came to be. And then once I had like a, my first track done, I don't I mean, when you guys hear those tracks, uh, they were like the first track, it's really pop inspired, but then the next one goes into like synth wave, and then the next one goes into funk. It's just music that I think that, you know, I like to play because I'm a drummer, so I like playing that type of stuff. 
And so I just put it on my own and just kind of just for me, it was more, mainly of a, I'm not just a drummer. I also am a producer. I went to school for this type of thing, you know? He's so, fucking yeah. lit at it too. Real good. So you're saying like, this is kind of like a passion project. Like, is this like the kind of stuff you wear on your sleeve? Like the kind of music you enjoy and you like are looking to like find like an avenue in? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I grew up listening to Michael Jackson, and even, like, till this day, I still listen to a lot of pop artists. I, I love The Weeknd. He's one of my favorite artists, so I'm sure you guys can hear some of the inspirations in it. And then no just, doubt. I was definitely going to say it kind of reminds me of, of what The Weeknd's been doing. So, yeah, like like I said, I was saying in the chat, like, you uh, sent me a couple of the tracks, and, yeah, they're, they're definitely fire. Now, you guys stay busy like outside of Anamoria you guys have this going on uh you had like you're in Melt Mars and Joey's just been like <laughs> like pimping his like vocals out everywhere just doing like feature after feature uh like how do you how have you guys approached this project differently or is it kind of like especially Joey like when it comes to the way that you approach vocals would you say that like you're kind of grabbing from the same bag per se uh, for Anamoria or are you approaching this differently? Uh, definitely. Good question, by the way. Uh, definitely differently, dude. Like I get, I feel like with this shit, like I could just kind of push record and I, I, my, I feel like I'm, I hate to say this, but I'm more, not cha I'm more challenged in a sense where it's, it has to be good. It has to be really good because it's, it, with a project like this, you, you're you not aiming for, let's say, you're not aiming for Sumerian Records. You're not aiming for Rise Records. You you have to aim for the stars, basically. So you, you have to... I want it to be up, up to par with what Anna Moria does, you know, or anything else I've put out. So I feel very uh, pressured to make sure it's top-notch. And I personally feel, I guess, really proud of what we've created, because it, it, I, I listen to it, I mean, on the way to work, and It'll make me be like, I'll listen to one of our tracks, and I'll be like, shit, dude, I want to go listen to fucking Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. I'll be like, dude, that's fucking sick. We're kind of doing, like, the same vibe, and I really like that shit a lot. So as far as pulling from the same bag, kind of, yes and no. Um, I feel like what makes it different, too, is I get to record it all at home. Like, we're not going into a studio to track vocals. So with a band, you know, you go and you invest all this money into a studio, and what you do that day are those two days that's cemented in the band's history. Like you can't go back and re fucking do it. So it gives me a lot of wiggle room to like, we were just talking about it the other day. We're like, fuck dude, I want to go back and redo the vocals for all the songs. And it's cool to have that freedom to be able to do that, you know? Cause I, I don't, I mean, I know Ryan probably knows this, like in the studio, you have the pressure of speed nailing it. You know what I mean? And then I don't know. I know I for sure do like on the drive home. I'm like, fuck dude, I should have done that better. Or like, and you can't go backwards because you've already left the studio and, you know what I mean? To go back would cost money and it's kind of like, what's done is done. So with this project, I feel like I have more freedom to really experiment. It's less of like a do or die situation because you don't have like the, the studio gun to your head because you got that time and that time alone. So it's a little more personal that you guys are able to express yourselves with this, I take it. Hell yeah, dude. I'm at my house doing it. I, you know, I bounce ideas off Juan and yeah, it's, it's really cool to work with Juan. Juan's a very flexible person. 
Um, mm-hmm. He's not stuck. Like, he doesn't have this mentality where it's like, this is what it has to be. He kind of just yeah. lets me do my thing, you know? That's cool, dude. It. It, like, I, you definitely have, like, with your vocals, like, you definitely fit into, like, a pop setting. And, like, I I, I think it's very, like, an admirable project because it's, like, you're going for, like, the accessible commercial route. Not so much saying, like, selling out or nothing like that. I'm not trying to say that. But I'm saying, like, you're making music that could vibe in the club. Like, you're trying to put, like, a feeling into people that could be, like, widespread. And that's, like, it's very admirable. And, like, it comes across really well and from what I've heard so far. My dream in life is to walk through State of Brothers with my daughter. And my song playing Stater Brothers. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's the sick. goal, dude. <laughs> be like, let's get some bread. And that's me singing, by the way. About that's me fucking... getting bread on the, the speaker right there. <laughs> Word. Uh-huh. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah, that's that's a very admirable dream, man. Yeah, and like it, it's a testament to what a uh, versatile like vocalist you are. Like, I mean, sorry to get like be gassing you up, but. I feel like this project, like, really, I guess, yeah, it really shows off your, like, vocal technique, and it seems, like, really fitting to what you can do. I mean, Anamoria is, like, awesome also, and, like, that's kind of, like, kind of, like, a different, definitely, like, a different genre, different vibe, and, uh, like, you did a feature for a band called Balancey, and that was more like straight up post hardcore and then the stuff that you did with that uh guitar player matthew i think his name is matthew bomb like Correct. all that stuff is like you know pretty pretty different so like I, i'm impressed that you're able to like tap into all these different like styles of music and and like you just kill it man and you got music machine one over here that's just capable of creating all these like good soundscapes with this miss uh misfit summer so like when's uh when can we expect like a single release EP release or are we gonna get a full album maybe? Um, I think we're aiming to drop something really soon. I'd say something probably in September. We have these songs done. It's not like they're not done. It's just I think now it's more timing wise and more um more just like nitpicking little things here and there. Like like Joey mentioned, he wants to do redo some things. To me, that's not an issue. I feel like it's timeless music right now. And with everything that's going on, as long as we drop something, we'll be fine. Um, I think right now we're we're really focused on just making sure that what we put out is top-notch and that it'll apply to everyone. You know, anyone can relate to it. Anyone can listen to it. Like like Joey said, that State of Rose or anything like that. Um, and then we're also starting to shoot a music video too. So as soon as that's done, I'm sure we're going we're gonna to want to drop that as soon as possible. That's dope. I was going to ask, like, how important are visuals uh, to you guys in in this project? Because I've noticed in, like, your Instagram, like, like you have, like, some dope imagery to go with, like, the with the song clips and stuff. Um, I, I guess I'll just take the helm. I like that question. It's when it's two people, when it's just you and someone else, there's not a lot of opinion, you know? It's not like there's seven or four or five opinions that go into one, you know, cause I'm sure if you've ever been in a band before, you know, someone has an idea, three of them agree with it, two don't. So you are three of them or however many people you have in the band don't agree with it. Then you got to go back to the drawing board with us. It's kind of like, fuck it, dude. Like I vibe with what you're doing. Let's just drop it. Like I have, me and him always talked and it's all about content, you know, about anything. Like 
I did a, a he did one too, a, a, just a drum playthrough of one of Anamoria's songs, and it got a, got a good reception. I wanted to do something similar like that because I, I felt like kind of stagnant. We didn't really release anything, and it's hard because you know we can't do do a lot of. Everyone's kind of quarantined, you know, so we can't do a lot of shit. So in my opinion, it's all about releasing content. And with him, with Juan and me, it's just we just bounce off each other, like, you know. For sure. So, like, where where did those, like, visuals come from? Did you guys, like, come up with them, like, yourself, like, the imagery and stuff on, on like, the Instagram? And, like, I don't know, I guess you could almost call it not really, like, a lyric video because there's no lyrics, but, like, the little visual that plays with, with the song. Oh, uh, so some of them, I actually went on Fiverr and paid for them to be done, but it was just mainly buying the footage, you know? Um, anything that, ha- any text, anything that you see on there, I had to go ahead and do. And um, actually, actually just, I don't know if you guys have heard of this app called, I think it's called InShot. So I actually had to purchase like the pro version of that and just mess around with that and add the effects and stuff like that. Um, a lot of it, I had to buy the footage, so I, so I don't, you know, you don't get in any trouble or anything like that. Um, and then, like, as well as like the, I guess the logos and stuff, it's, it's just Adobe Photoshop that I've been messing around with. That's it. Sick, dude. I like the vibe, though. I definitely do. Like, money well spent. Yeah, for sure. I'm lucky, dude. I just have to sing. Juan is a machine. Yeah, so right now um, the project is just the two of you. Are you guys uh, looking for like other members or musicians to join uh-huh. the band? Writing down the questions. Yeah, so currently we're looking for a bassist and a guitarist, but we're mainly looking for like more of like live acts members so that they come in perform with us and they, you know, not really into writing stuff just yeah more just like live musicians to play with those live for sure um yeah like it would definitely be cool to see these songs in a live setting whenever you know the whole pandemic kind of dies down or or i guess you know you can always go to atlanta because i think people can still play shows out there really (laughs) yeah uh at least when we were talking to coletta that's what they said that that like Atlanta does not give a fuck. They're you know, they're <laughs> out and about, and you can do whatever. I mean, there's people still taking precautions out there, but it's not mandatory. There's always the possibility of a live stream show too. Yeah, that, that would be sick, especially like uh, since right now you guys are kind of like a visual band with all the imagery and stuff. That would be cool if you guys did something like that. Um, yeah, so other than Michael Jackson and, and The Weeknd, what are some of the inspirations behind this project? I think for me mainly, it's pop, just pop music in general. I've listened to a lot of music. A lot of people may assume that just, be, you know, because I was in the other bands and stuff like that, that I only listen to, like, you know, Swancore and, like, Post. But honestly, I, I listen to a lot of hip-hop and... A lot of pop um so that's been like the inspiration um uh, as far as like the meaning behind the songs i can i can let joey answer that one Fuck. um i don't know dude i think for me like 
beside the weekend and Michael Jackson. I really fuck with like sick ass bass lines. When I hear that shit in a song, it's like fuck, dude. It's like when you listen to a Michael Jackson song and you're driving or any of that shit, like you're like conscious, like unknowingly, you're fucking like tapping your fingers on your steering wheel or something. I like music that does that to a person or does that to me at least. So it, make, it signifies to me like fuck, this is sick. People are gonna vibe to this. Um, as far as like song meanings, um, honestly, I don't know why he shot the question over to me. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> did. I kind of did whatever he kind of. In the beginning, it was kind of just like he. The whole EP is stemmed from Juan's personal experiences, and I developed those into lyrics. You know, I just tried to relate with them as best I could, and thus the birth of our. For right now, it's only four songs, but we have. Like I said, this dude sends me music like every fucking week. So we don't know how many songs it's actually going to be. Um, so, yeah, lyrically, it's a little different. I, I'm used to just being able to just be free and just write whatever the fuck I want. And it kind of comes out crazy. And that shit works with like uh, experimental bands or like like with Anamori, I'm able to just write really about anything and try and make it make sense. With this, it's a little more structured as far as lyrics go, for me at least. Um, it's... I actually, try, believe it or not, lyrically and vocally, I actually try and add elements of like hip hop and shit to my vocals the best I can. You may not, no one may not even notice it, but I fucking notice it. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I don't know. This is really Juan's brainchild. I just kind of was a gun that was hired to do the part, and it kind of just worked the fuck out. And here we are. We're right now. We're fucking like I said. He's sending me songs. We're haven't even released a single yet. We're talking to a label already. Like things are going kind of quickly for us, and we're all about it. Wow, it's fucking, that's dope. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty yeah. excited. I wish we could go into more about it, but it's it's pretty cool. Like it get when I when I I, I sent the, I sent our record this um, dude at my job, and like he does not give a fuck about this kind of music. And he was like, I fuck with that stimulated love, bro. That's my jam. I was like bet dude me too i cry every night <laughs> so simulated love is uh the first song you guys are gonna drop would that be the the song that you're most excited for people to uh listen to or is there another one kind of in the back burner that you just can't wait to drop uh, on dude, people i speak for myself i'm like excited about every single one of my if we were fucking ballers and rich i would fucking say let's film a video for every single song but like, like he, someone asked the question. They're like, I thought that I thought this song was the single, and he responded to them and said, every song's a single, because I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like that too. Like we don't have like a week, in my opinion, we don't have like a weaker of the four songs. It's they're all pretty, pretty good enough to be singles, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Out of the three that I that I've listened to, I can agree 100%. They're all like bangers, so for sure. Personally, for me, my, I mean, like Joey's saying, all, every single song for me is dear to me and dear to my heart just because of, you know, the meaning they have for me. But if I had to choose just one, it had to be Cherry Lipstick. I just feel like that one just makes me want to dance the most. And the drum part what? that was written out the most just, like, makes me want to clap and dance. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, uh, what, was, what was the other uh, song that you sent me? So it was Imaginary Stories, Cherry Lipstick. Yeah, Imaginary Stories. I think that one was a, like, maybe it was because it was the first one that I heard, but that one, like, was just really captivating, and, like, it was definitely a vibe. So I can't wait to for people to hear that one for sure. 
and I think I think too like what we we're trying we're trying to do is each song has a different vibe to it. You know, we'll, we'll have like our skin to skin song, which is a very intimate song, very you know very meaningful in the lyrics. Very it's not an easy listen, but when you're really listening to what he's saying, it's it means a lot more. And then we'll have like stimulated, which is like an angry like in your face type of song with that groovy bass line going on. And then we'll have like Cherry, where it's just a dance song. I feel like it's a dance song because it makes me like want to dance and clap. And then Imaginary Stories, I feel like that one's more production-wise. It's just the one I've actually spent the most time doing and just adding the effects and stuff like that. Um, so there's every, every single song has a different vibe to it. Right on. Um, you guys said that, both said that uh, you're like really into hip-hop and you kind of took elements of, of hip-hop to kind of create this. I think you guys actually mentioned it in Animoria too, and I'm a huge uh, hip hop fan. So, like, what what hip hop artists have you guys been uh, getting into lately? Ooh, so for me, I've always been like a Drake fan, you know, Gucci Mane fan, uh, Juice World. Lately, Pop Smoke's been like one of my favorite ones. Uh, the Weekend, obviously, The Neighborhood. It's just a, a lot of hip hop, but like, if you're talking about like older hip hop, definitely Ice Cube. Anything from Ice Cube that has like just a nice baseline to it, I'll, I'll fuck West with. Westside Connection, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I was gonna say is Westside Connection. That's my jam, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. It's so funny, dude. I'll roll up at work because I like drive around in my job. Like I drive place 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 to place, and I'll roll up. They'll send the fucking Westside Connection, and like there's some little old lady who comes out. Like oh shit. It's funny. Cracks me up. I've been fucking with Post Malone a lot, dude. Like, at first, when that full first popped off, I wasn't really about it. But I kind of started listening to him more. I really like like his style a lot. That dude's, that dude's legit as fuck. Yeah, like, you mentioned, uh, or Juan mentioned Juice World, And, like, that's one of the artists that I was, like, you know, really uh, heavily into. Like, rest in peace to that guy. And. Yeah, Post Malone's great. Uh, it's kind of funny that that you like that he started to grow on you because I actually like really liked his earlier stuff a lot. And um, I mean, the new stuff isn't bad because he's he's like showing how versatile he is as well. Like he's really uh, mixing it up. And yeah, as far as like Ice Cube and West Side Connection goes, you can't really mess with like that old school like West like G Funk you know era of rap that was, yeah, like, that was a prime right there oh yeah i love that shit um as far as like songs go are you guys thinking of dropping any covers or doing anything like that yeah actually we were just talking about a week ago um i posted a vid i posted like a quote-unquote vocal demonstration of one of uh, Anamoria songs and I was like fuck dude people really fucked with that like they liked liked it I didn't expect that and we were talking about doing um Rock With You by Michael Jackson uh we're gonna do a me and him are gonna collab on a cover of that just everything from the ground up he's gonna write all the instrumentals and we'll probably do like a pretty cool video for that one but that's probably all we've talked about really that'd be sick when can we expect a Dog Pound Gangsters cover? Damn, bro. You're trying to leak us? I told you that in private. Fuck. <laughs> We've already recorded it. What the fuck? Damn. Shit, my bad, bro. I, I, you know, like, 
you, you start talking about Daz Dillinger beats and then you just it just comes out. I'm sorry. <laughs> That'd be dope hearing Joey uh bust out some Nate Dog. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Nate Dog. Nate Dog was a treasure, He's man. He's a legend, man. But dude, rock with you. That that'd be sick. So you guys are gonna put like your own little vibe to it. Dog, you already know. <laughs> rock with you's my jam. Definitely. I, I used to go to this karaoke bar. Like when I wasn't in a band, when I, before I joined Anamoria, my homies used to go to this bar, and like they used to just overpour. So we were like, let's keep coming here, even though it was kind of cheesy. The whole karaoke part of it. But just being a musician, you know, as soon as the drink started kicking in, I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm going to go sing right now. You know, <laughs> you get that adrenaline where it's like there's like there's 40 people here. They might be all over 40. But I we, we became regulars there. We'd go every fucking weekend, dude, and I just get sloshed. And it was fucking sick. It was like without being in a band performing still. I'd get like a standing ovation. Some dude came up to me one time. He's like, dude, you fucking killed it. Handed me an eight ball of cocaine. I'm like, dude the fuck are you doing right now we're out of care about michael jackson like i sing a michael jackson song it's like, i'm not actually him like you don't gotta give me your drugs bro it's cool anyways that's a funny story that dude that'll take the karaoke experience to like a level 20 right there yeah, yeah, fucking what, lit. yeah i actually I actually love karaoke um so for my like actual job i i travel a lot and uh, I go to Tokyo pretty often, and any time that we're there, like, me and the homies just start drinking, and we, like, go karaoke, so. That's the fucking shit, dude. That's fun. That's fun yeah. shit. Yeah, out here, you kind of get, like, a booth to yourself, though, so that's cool, and, you know, they bring the drinks to your room, and, yeah, oh, I, wow. I guess it's, like, a lot funner when you're just kind of amongst friends, and you're kind of in this booth just jamming yeah. out. A word I know about. I know about. There's a place like that out here. I'm in Orange County. There's a place like that out here. The place I'd go to though was like a dive bar, dude. Like it was. It was pretty cool though. Like it was like a hole in the wall, but people rolled out. I actually met my girl there. So yeah, dude. <laughs> That's what's up. Do you do you have any other uh, karaoke go tos besides uh, rock with you? Dude, fuck yeah. When I was like comfortable like getting down on vocals and shit, but my homies not so much. So. Once we all got pretty lit, we'd like throw. We'd I'd go put in a song like Sublime. Uh, what's it called? Santeria? Is that what it's called? Yeah, That's how yeah. You pronounce it. And I'd be like, all right, let's go. Like, and everyone hop up on stage. That and then anything by Lincoln Park. We'd get fuck. We'd be the stupid ass motherfuckers up there on the stage, hey. like dropping mics and shit. It was tough. Yeah, I was telling <laughs> these guys that um that we like when I when I would uh, do their karaoke thing, like me and this one dude. Sometimes we'd just go, just the two of us, and do, like, all of Hybrid Theory, like, beginning to end. Such a good album, dude. Yeah, Linkin Park's the Such vibe, a good album. especially for karaoke. That's what <laughs> Everybody I'm knows about, it. Y'all. You got a 65-year-old lady screaming in the background, in the end! <laughs> dude, that'd be dope if she started doing the Mike Shinoda verses. <laughs> dude, those are so fun, honestly. Uh, actually, I did uh, In the End. For my sophomore talent show, <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a fun ass song to perform, especially for the whole school, dude. Oh, uh, word! You played you played the drums or what'd you do? You played like an instrument or you like? Oh, I performed it. I performed it uh, vocals. Oh, he sang. I rapped and sang it. Dude, that's oh, fucking yeah. tight. It was that's... so fun, dude. Like everybody was about it. They're like, "Oh shit, you did that song!" You know, everybody was singing along. In high school, you said in high school you did that. Yes, sir. Yeah, Man, sophomore dude. year. 
That's fucking sick. I was too. I, that's fucking. You're brave, bro. I was like too insecure to fucking. <laughs> like, are they gonna think I'm something? So <laughs> whatever. Kids would say that, man. That's where. But nah, well, man. You sing. <laughs> no, you Get sing me now. Good. Get me now. Yeah. As <laughs> I joke joke with my homie, I'm like, dude, it's kind of girly, like that. I like, or that just singing singing in general is kind of like, like I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know. But then again, it's not. I don't know. It's like some Disney movie shit. Yeah, I think but, it's from, like, Disney princesses and stuff like that. You know, it's when we hey, Aladdin sang, man. He's a boy. Dude, that, yeah. song's, that song is sick, dude. But he's a street rat. Degenerate. <laughs> no, one artist that's... When it comes to Disney, I don't when buy it, that. When it comes to Disney movies and, like, their music, bro, like, in the 90s, all those soundtracks were fire, dude. Straight Hell up. Oh, yeah. Like the Tarzan yeah. soundtrack alone. Tarzan soundtrack. Like, yeah, that alone is like. Dude, he went the hard. Hercules just soundtrack. For us. Hercules, yes. Hercules soundtrack. All right, so if you could, if you could do like a Misfit Summer vibe cover to any Disney songs uh, from a movie soundtrack, what, which one would you do? Oof. Damn, dude. I don't know. Probably a song that uh, Ursula from The Little Mermaid sings. What's that song? <laughs> What's that? What's, my niece likes that song, so I always sing it. Like fucking poor her. unfortunate soul. Yeah, yeah. Is she's like, one? yeah, dude. She's dude, like that would three. Be badass. <laughs> this shit's so funny, dude. Nah, I'd be but down real for talk, like Aladdin's yeah. lit. Right. I'd be down for like an '80s version of "I'll Make a Man Out of You" from Mulan. Oh, oh that'd be cool. That's just for twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> the latest hit single for twenty nine ninety. Was that movie Oliver and Company part of a? Was that a Why should movie? I worry? You oh or Powerline, Powerline from the Goofy movie. Yes. Oh. Powerline, bro. Powerline. Powerline went hard. That's man. what it's called. Yeah. Well, the Goofy uh, movie Powerline. Yeah. Eye to eye. Yeah, I, I was a shit. <laughs> that shit was dope. Max is a little dick, though. I know, I don't like how abusive he was to his father. It's like, dude, <laughs> what the fuck is So fucked up. That movie's a trip, because as a kid, you totally get, like, Max. But when you become an adult, you're like, wow, Max and me as a child were fucking wrong, dude. Max is a dick to his dad. Why won't you just love me, Maxie? Fuck. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, straight up, if, if they made it a live action of that movie, I 100% like money down. They would fucking hire Jim Carrey to play Goofy. That dude could do it, no problem. He crushed the Grinch. He crushes everything he does. If they were to, if, yeah, if they were to do a live action, Jim Carrey would be the man. Dude, he's a, he's That's made a rare. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey like... played Doctor Eggman too. Jeez. Oh yeah, that's right. I was gonna say, what has he been in? Like, I feel like I haven't seen him in a while, but he was in the Sonic movie. Yeah, he did Liar, Liar. He could do whatever he wants. What a character. Dude, The Mask. That was a shit. The that was mask. Dumb, dumb and Dumber, bro. That's the best. That's the greatest movie of all time, in my opinion. Dumb and Dumber is the best. So you're telling me there's a chance. Dude, I like the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That movie was... Oh, yeah, dude. That movie was sick. I used to clean my bedroom. My whole family thought I was insane. 
most kids were like listening to music and shit. I would I'd have Eternal Sunshine the Spotless Mind running in the background while I cleaned my room, like all depressed and shit. Like I'm fucking emo. You don't understand, mom. Clementine's <laughs> gonna leave, bro. You don't get it. I gotta go to Montauk right now. Fuck. Dude, I have a tattoo um of a lighthouse, and then over it it says "Meet me in Montauk," and it's uh inspired by that movie. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I heard that too. uh. Circus Survives Juturna album, I think, or On Letting Go, one of those albums. They're literally from I read I remember reading in like a while ago, like when it first came out, that Anthony was heavily inspired by that movie to like Yeah, he was inspired by by that and House Memento. Of House of Leaves yeah. too. Yeah. Never it's read the book. Because you could tell like uh it's it's in both albums, because in The Morning and Amazing on On Letting Go like uh it has a lot of lyrics that are definitely inspired by the film dude that intro that guitar that like first fucking lick of that song it's so fucking good dude like i remember back in my heydays when i used to fucking get blazed out i'd put that shit on and for some reason i always imagined like a raceway speed track and like that'd be like the the soundtrack of like a racing video game just that guitar lead you could throw that throw that in the playlist so the the listeners know what i'm talking about sure (laughs) Do it. Freaking, it could be yeah. pod race, but with like buzz <laughs> songs instead of like bullshit. I, Dude, I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, like burning up and playing uh, "Stop Ooh. the Fucking Car" and like that was, was crying, a vibe. That was a vibe. This has been fun. Yeah, so, like this been summer, bro. That's a great band, right? <laughs> they're all right i guess it sucks that we can't be like check out our fucking brand new single but it's lit dude shit's gonna pop off and i'm very excited i know juan's excited too to finally get shit fucking going it's been slow because of quarantine and shit but you know i want to every post that we make from going forward i want to do a hashtag hashtag covid type beat because that's the <laughs> bullshit we're on right now dude covid type beat it. that's sick <laughs> So I think um, there's a tons of like potential here, guys. And like you're gonna do something great and everyone's gonna see it and they're gonna hear it. And I'm just gonna be so proud of you. Yeah, definitely. I could see it blowing up. Um are you guys were already working on new music or what what's the next move for you guys after you start dropping what you guys have right now? I think we're just gonna go in waves of singles and as I mentioned earlier, I mean, it just depends on what our business move is, how they want to go about it. It's good to have a, a plethora of music at your disposal, especially when when you know, money and business shit comes into play, because it's kind of like this is our battlefield here. Like we can execute it however you want us to do it. So we're kind of just getting prepared for whatever we're hoping for. Yeah, it's good to be prepared. And like I like I it's it's. It's so much easier, I guess, for me, it's easy as fuck, either way, but it's easier, I would say, in the digital age, because Juan can do all this shit on his computer, and he just does it by himself. You don't have to wait for, you know, someone to learn their parts as with a seven-piece, eight-piece, six-piece band, so it's kind of like we, we move at our own pace, so that's one sick part about being in, like, a duo group, is it's just the both of us, and we can go at our own pace, and I know that he likes to work just as hard as I do, and we move at a pretty pretty good rate 
needless to say, I'm fucking stoked. Yeah, I haven't stopped writing. I like Joey's been saying. I kind of been re- chilling out on sending him stuff because I'm like, oh my, I'm drowning this guy in in songs. So I haven't stopped writing. I'm still writing more songs and just different vibes every single time. Just different ideas and whatever. I I think like 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 what Joey was saying. I, we're really fortunate where it's like I can send him three three songs or four songs, whatever it is, and he can just pick out whichever one he thinks will pop, and then we'll go with that one, and that song will be another single. And we're just fortunate that I'm able to mix and, you know, produce, and then him freaking coming up with lyrics and melodies and harmonies for a song in, like, not even a day, and have a song done in a day if we really wanted to, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, Juan, like, where where do you see you guys kind of taking this band? Like, do you think you're going to kind of expand and tap into uh, different genres or, or vibes? Or are you guys, like, mainly going to keep it at, at, like, what you guys are doing right now and kind of expand that sound? Um, I think I, having Joey be on vocals, it's just the possibilities are endless just because... He can, his range is just so wide and I can just mess around with whatever I'm feeling. And just me being an artist, being able to write different types of styles mm-hmm. is something I'm going to want to do. I already feel a little pressure when it's like, I already came up with these songs and now I have to do new, new ones. And I don't know what direction I want to go to, but just having Joey there and being him having that range, it definitely eases off that. I think our position is going to be whatever we're feeling at that moment and whatever, you know, if we're on a label, whatever it is, whatever they want from us at that point. And that's why I, I just keep writing music. And they're not just all 80s or synth waves or whatever it is that I'm writing or whatever pop music it is at that point. I do want to expand and just, you know, show them that we're versatile. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of um, Nero? They're like a kind of like an EDM group. I have not. Dude. I know the name. Never listened, though. I'm a I'm a put you on these guys. Trust me, like y'all need to tap in. They're they're a vibe. They kind of it, it's like EDM, but they have like a, almost like a lot of like eight, like they mix like elements of 80s pop and arena rock, and it's it's pretty cool. Like oh, do like, you mean the man that made uh, promises? Yes, yes. Oh yeah, I like that track. Yeah, they have they have like a couple of uh like deep cuts that are like even better than like the singles that they put out. But like yeah, I, like I feel like you guys could definitely like kind of feed off of that vibe, and they're like a I guess a good example of how you can kind of expand that kind of sound and and bring in stuff from like other genres. I just want to show the world, like, Joey's vocals. I feel like not enough people have heard them yet, you know? Yeah, for sure. What, what are you trying to do, bro? You trying to make me fucking cry right now? Like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? Trying to make you famous. Just remember me, Joey, when you're famous. When you go solo. Yeah, yeah, remember the <laughs> remember the Demo Team podcast, dude. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just you, you guys saw that you guys saw that vocal demonstration on the on the dance Gavin dance group that for wind yeah yeah that shit went off how many views and how many comments on it you guys saw all those comments we need to get more I wanted yeah. to comment 
I wanted to comment. That's my friend, guys. In the comments down below, comment. <laughs> go, find, go find win. The vocal demonstration. One take. Do it. Stupidest part about that whole fucking video was I didn't even realize. I didn't do the whole song, and I thought I did. So I was like, I'm going to fucking post it. I don't know why I just picked it up from there. Like, I fucked up or something one of the takes. So I, was, I just started recording from, like, that middle of the song. Whatever. Wasn't the full song, but... I guess nobody noticed, so fuck it, party. I'm fucking deep, dude. I fucking found this tequila bottle in my fucking kitchen, and there wasn't that much left. And I'm like, fuck, I haven't drank in a while, but I'm going to drink for this podcast to loosen up and talk to my friends. And here I am in my garage sweating my balls off. Deep. <laughs> deep. Are you Lord Fly? Flies? Dude, I don't know what happened. I'll tell you this much, okay? Never mind. I don't want to go down that road. But just know that I've been fucking up flies all day. Okay. <laughs> just not been fucking these flies up. I'm gonna capture one of them and just fucking torture it, dude. Like, you know what the fuck hey. you do? <laughs> this not is someone really. that's change in the House of Flies, maybe one too too many times by Deftones. House of Flies, word. House of Leaves. <laughs> House of Flies. Man. Yeah. So, is there a, a like a genre you haven't tried out yet? Joey, that you're kind of like interested in, in tapping into? Fuck, dude. I think that the only thing that I that I can think of that I genre I haven't done is fucking like country, dude, or reggae. Reggae would be sick to fuck with though. I just did a song. I just finished a song like uh, for this dude named Tyler Rosso. He's a like a metal guitarist, I guess. And he posted in one of these groups I'm in. He's like, yeah, I'm looking for a vocalist who could do. And it was like some crazy time signature. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I could, I want to do it. Like, I want to test myself. He sent it to me. And it was just a straight up, like, gent fucking breakdown song. I'm like, oh, I'll still do it, dude. Don't worry. Like, I'll still try <laughs> to fuck with it. But he sent me something else. And it's probably, like, the first song I've released in, like, eight Or we're going to release in, like, eight years. That's, like, a, with the breakdowns and shit. And I wrote, I just had just hot off the fucking game dude i just finished breath of the wild from the legend of zelda so i fucking went in like all inspired like i thought i was fucking link and shit so i was like writing about like his love for zelda and shit like that song's gonna be cool he's actually filming the video today for that single and he sent me a picture of it and there's like someone in straight up full armor and shit like with horns like he fucking went all out dude so that one's gonna be pretty cool to see i'm stoked for that one but what? yeah the that's was exactly. that the the group that you kind of joined uh like on yeah somebody mentioned it on a facebook group and i saw that you hopped on it and so did uh vaughn from swim gustavo is it that same project uh it's not a project it's just a feature i did just a feature oh, okay yeah. uh no nah, the only projects i have is just this and anamoria that's it word yeah but yeah i would love to do a reggae song so if any of you guys have reggae music Let's get down. I was gonna Let's say you should, do do, you should do some reggaeton. That that's what I was about to say. I'm like, I think that's something I haven't tested out with Joey. Reggaeton? Like, Hell yeah. yeah, like I feel like I can write and do pretty good with it. So I feel like that'd be a style that I'd probably be willing to venture into. And I feel like it'll blow up because it's it it made a comeback, you know? Dude, it right. made not not only did it make a comeback, but it's like way better than than what it sounded like in like the early 2000s, like with Daddy Yankee or whatever, the guys that yeah. are. Like, <laughs> yeah, like 
the reggaeton artists that are out right now, like Bad Bunny, they're they're killing it, dude. Yeah, Maluma Same. over here, Bad Bunny, they're freaking killing it. And I've been listening to them too, so I I can probably try to try to write some stuff like that too, and just put Joey's English vocals right over them. Yeah, I'll I'll learn Spanish, bro. Come on. Joey's gonna learn Spanish. Teach me, dog. Let's go. Yeah, there, there's actually a, a metal band, or I, I guess they're metal, metalcore, named Silar from New York, and uh, the guitar player, I guess he sings clean vocals sometimes, but the screamer, like, he did a side project where he, like, produces, like, reggaeton beats, and and the guitar player sings over them, and it's pretty, pretty sick. Like, I, right, so, I like it when people kind of step out of their, I wouldn't even say comfort zone, but just kind of step out of, like, their main genre and, like, dip in to different avenues and, and try to push themselves as musicians. Yeah, dude. It's it's funny. Like, we see we see famous musicians, like, in their mold. Like, you wouldn't, you couldn't imagine Anthony Green being in a fucking, like, I don't know. A reggae band. Like, you couldn't imagine that. But for all we fucking know is that dude loves reggae, and he's a person, you know? So he might fucking want to do that shit. So, like you said, it's like a, a magical thing to see them, see artists do other shit that you're not familiar with, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I would love to hear Anthony Green do, like, some, like, SoundCloud rap. Like, he could do it, dude. He's the best. He could do yeah. anything he wants. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony Green, try try doing some like little peep type stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. What's that fucking band he was in? Like, um, the fuck is it called? Mail- uh, driving or um, Zoloff and the Rock and Roll oh, yeah, yeah. They had shit. some weird fucking songs, dude. Like they did some weird shit. I was about to say Malin and the Sun of Disasters. <laughs> Long live like, Dallas Taylor. Dude, word. He died? No, he's just. Uh, not having like the best life. I thought he had like some health issues recently or something. Or he got in a car accident or something. He had a. He was like on an ATV and he had like an accident oh, and it, like messed up his spine and popped an eyeball out. Wow, Just, that's fucked up, dude. It's yeah. Under, it's, that those under oath records, the uh, acid depression and what was the other one they had? They had like the first shit. Uh, there was like two of them. Yeah, it was acid act, act depression and. Uh, changing, of, not cha- changing of times? Well, yeah, there's changing of times, and then there was one before that also. It's the one with the last on it. Or the last. Cries of the Past. Cries yeah. of the Past. Those two records, dude, is like, I remember fucking driving off from church. I didn't even have They're Only Chasing Safety yet. I didn't even have that shit on my iPod. But I remember listening to those two and just like trying. My family would get out of the car to go back into the house after church Thursday night, and I would just sit in the car by myself, trying to scream like like a fucking idiot, like just destroying my vocal cords. Like, but anyways, that's a good story. I fucking that's that's like kind of, that Under Oath and Emery, dude. Those two bands fucking showed me the light. Yeah, I, I got like I tapped into that pretty early on because I was I grew up in kind of like a like a Christian home, but I was lucky enough to, like, one day I went to this Christian college with, like, my youth group or whatever, and, like, I met, like, these cool, like, scene dudes, and they put me on, like, Under Oath, Emery, uh, was it Norma, Norma Jean, and 
I forget, like a bunch of other like other bands from like Solid State and Tooth and Nail. Showbread. Showbread. Dude, Showbread was a that. shit. <laughs> I remember watching that shit on my big screen TV at my house as a teenager. And my stepdad just that music video they had, um, magazine or mouth like a magazine. Mouth, mouth like a magazine, yeah. Your... And my step my stepdad just walking by and looking at me and just shaking his head in pure disappointment. Like, what the fuck are you watching, dude? Those... <laughs> <laughs> that band was sick. Yeah, that band, the agony scene was cool too. Like even though they weren't they weren't Christian, they like kind of like snuck into the label. <laughs> I mean, sometimes those labels would just, like, slap that Christian thing on the band. Like, He is Legend was, like, on Solid State back in the day, and they just said they were a Christian band, but they weren't. Yeah, I don't think it was more of the label. I think the bands were just kind of trying to hop on that wave. Because it was Christian big. Oh, yeah, it was big. I remember I saw He is Legend, like, play at a church back in the day. Fuck yeah. Yeah, with like heavy, heavy Lolo. It's fucking rowdy. Getting down in the dirty south. Yeah, so, um, you know, like you guys, it seems like you guys are, are definitely like putting in work and focusing on Misfit Summer. Is uh, Anna Moria up to anything right now? Like, yeah, we just finished recording two new singles. Uh, we recorded them a while ago, and I don't know, like three months ago, kind of when the coronavirus hit the hit the fucking fan. And the shittiest fucking thing is the producer. It's not his fault, but his studio that he was working out of shut down, like right amid due to the coronavirus. So, in the midst of that, it kind of delayed our project. Like the songs just kind of got put on hold because he wasn't able to work on them or something along the lines. Like, not really sure. But we have music. I mean, it's all just to be determined what's going to happen with that, with the singles when they're going to come out. Yeah, and you were actually you did a feature in on a Marionette's uh, new album. How was that? How'd that come about? Dude, um, I've been friends with Nick and all those guys for a while. Um, we actually did our first little run. Like we did, I think we went out with them for a week or something. We had a, our first ever run, like fresh off our EP, we ran with them. But prior to that, I've always been, I actually was going to sing for them. I actually auditioned for them like a while ago. And it just didn't work out just because I don't live in Vegas, you know. But I kind of just stayed in touch with them. I was pretty good friends. I did a feature with their fucking uh, old singer, Quinn White. Mm -hmm. He did some solo shit and I did a feature on that. And that kind of got me in the mix with them. Um, but I just stayed in touch with them. And Nick... Their guitarist hit me up, and uh, yeah, he just hit me up. Said, "You want to do a feature?" I'm like, "Where, dude? Shoot it over!" Like, I think it came out pretty sick. Um, that song itself, though, he sent me quite a few songs to choose from, and I felt like that was the most difficult sounding song to sing to. And I was like, "Let's just fucking do it!" Like, you know, I don't know. It, it, I thought it came out pretty cool. Oh, no, it, was it was dope. It's definitely like one of my favorites off of that album for sure. Yeah, that whole album's really fucking good. If you guys haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's really oh, good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. Like, you got, like, that Andres feature, and I think, it, like, the last song on the album's, like, really good. Yeah, we've been we've been bumping that one for a while. Yeah, dude. We gotta hit up Andres, actually. Fucking have that full drop on one of our songs, like, in the future. 
That would be sick. Feature. Like hit like that's like one guy that really knows how to hop on a feature and like like do you know do something. Yeah, dude. It'd like, be sick if there was one artist I could see us touring with. It'd be him for sure. Cause he kind of his music's kind of like this almost. Yeah, but yeah, I could see. I guess I could see uh like Anamoria or even Misfit Summer linking up with uh, Andres. Yeah, for sure, dude. Hell yeah, that's yeah, fucking. I can't wait to play to start playing shows again. To be honest, I'm sure everyone's yeah. in the same boat, you know. It'll happen. Yeah. It'll be be this time next year. We'll be playing again. Yeah, I feel like once shows happen, it's gonna be like, like everybody's gonna go there, you know, because I feel yeah, like sure. a lot of people are are missing out. It sucks, dude. We had with a uh, not a marionette <laughs> with Anna Moria. We fucking uh, our last show up to the pandemic was with Hell the Sun and the Speed of Sound and Seawater. <laughs> and like two days before the show went down, they're like, we gotta cancel the show. Or postpone the show. So I think our first show back will be with Hell and uh, the Speed of Sound. That's going to be a fucking... I think we're going to open this... I'm, like, excited, like, to open a show. Like, you have to understand, like, no one's fucking heard... No one's ears have been fucked up for... It's going to be, like, at that point, it'd be, like, a year and a half. So no one's had that, like, rush of, like, being in the crowd. And to be the opener, it's, like all eyes are going to be on you. Like, everyone's been waiting for this shit. Like, it'll be a, a monumental moment, you know? Because people could, for the rest of their life, still say, when they're telling their kids or whatever, like, they'll talk about it. Yeah, the first first live performance I saw after coronavirus was fucking Stay Still, you know? Like, they'll be able to say that shit or whatever band, you know? So yeah. that's one, that's one sick-ass all, fucking thought. All I know is, all I know is when that show was going to happen, I was going to be there. And I'm very upset that it didn't happen. And then I was upset it got postponed. And I know I'm going to be super psyched to be there when it happens, though, dude. Because I'm still going. Dude, I'm just more sad that I didn't get to give you a hug, you know? That's what really I bums me out. Dude, I was going to wear my hat and everything, bro. <laughs> the ultimate energy. I saw a, video, a picture of a dude that was bald. <laughs> and he had his hat on backwards. And it was like a picture of like what summer does to you when you wear a hat backwards. And he took his hat off, and it was just like a a, a suntan just in the formation of a hat. <laughs> it made me think of you, Ryan, like because you always say that shit. You always make fun of me. <laughs> Man, I wear my hat backwards too. I like it. It's a good. It's a good thing, man. I, I'm not trying to talk shit. It's not shit talking. I, if I, if I want to get a suntan with my hat on backwards, I'm going to wear it proudly. Fuck. I actually got to go, guys. Oh, it's all good. All good yeah. Seems like we were Just hitting uh, a point to, like, wrap wrap it up. Um, rock bottom, rock bottom. Quickly, uh, before you guys uh, go, like, what have you guys been listening to lately? Something to throw on the playlist. The Church What's Happening Now just ended their podcast. So, no, I'm just kidding. As far as music goes, fucking um, Off the Wall, that fucking whole record. If you're going to put any song on for my recommendation, I would say put on Baby Be Mine from the Thriller album. That's a song that's lit as fuck. And then Off the Wall from Off the Wall. That song, that whole record, Off the Wall, it came out like four years before the Thriller album came out. And everyone talks about Thriller and how sick of an album that was, and it was, but 
the real transition from sweet Michael Jackson. Hey guys, it's Michael Jackson. From that Michael Jackson to like, I'm fucking badass and pissed was off the wall. So if you haven't listened to that album, go listen to that shit. Get inspired. I've, I've always been quite partial to Speed Demon. Just because that bass line on that song's sick as fuck. Yeah, dude. The whole vid- Have you seen the video? That shit's sick too. Dude, the rabbit? Yes. Claymation? Yeah. I could. This one thing I could change though about his entire career is to get rid of the trumpets, dude. I don't like that shit. <laughs> I'm not a fan of ska at all, so like this shit just always makes me like, fuck, dude, why'd you have to do that? Like, I don't like ska yeah. music, so to me it was like, dude, like, you're my spirit animal, Joey. That's what it reminds <laughs> me of. <laughs> it just, I don't know. <laughs> like, do away with the trumpets, bro. Fuck. Please. <laughs> I mean, it was probably the hottest new sound pack, dude, back in the day, yeah, and they were just like, real. they were blown away. Those are fucking trumpets. Well, <laughs> dude, <laughs> throw them on every track. <laughs> awesome. But uh, anything else you guys been listening to lately? Personally, I've been listening to a lot of, a lot of the like the Mark Ronson stuff, like Daffodils, you know. I've been listening to a lot of what have with gorillas like on Malcolm Hill, uh, the weekends, the whole the whole House of Balloons album, Khalid, the pretty much all of Sun City, Prince, you know, Purple Rain, a lot of Michael Jackson, a lot of DMX, The Neighborhood, Daddy Issues, uh, a lot of Joey's stuff too. I've been listening to All, all to Myself by Joey a lot, so there's that. Oh, and the new Killers record. I've been on. I've been listening to that for a while too. Nice, dude. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming on. Where can people find you? So on Instagram, it's. Let me see what the tag is currently. I believe it's just at Misfit Summer, but let me confirm. So Facebook, it's Misfit Summer, and on Insta- Instagram, it's at Misfit Summer. Epic, dude. I do thank you guys so much for coming on today. Like it's been really informative. It was good shooting the shit and just like getting to know y'all and getting an insight on the new project. We're really excited to hear it. We can't wait to see that that, that first single drop, hopefully sometime in mid September. Um, thank you once again, like one hundred percent from the bottom of my heart for being here, guys. Yeah, dude. Hopefully we link up after Awesome. Thank dropped. you guys for having us. That's epic, dude. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, y'all be good. Can't wait to see y'all uh, just blow up from these uh, tracks. Cause they're fire. Love you. Have a great day. All right, take Thanks, care. Guys. Later. See ya. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Epic. Yo, that was the Misfit <laughs> Summer. Always good to have the boys. I think that's our first reoccurring guest. Um, I think you're right. Or did we have a, a marionette on twice? No, I guess we didn't. Oh, Anna Moria is the first guest, and they're the first reoccurring guest. But they came under a different alias, so it's kind of like if AFI came in and then uh, Black Audio came in. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Honestly, I would like all the guests that we had so far to come back at some point. They were all cool and checkpoint see where they're at see what's going on yeah for sure <laughs> we're gonna have to start like smacking people up 
just being like, hey, bro, miss you. Did you get my what you do in text at 3 a.m.? <laughs> so yeah, like most- the, the properties oh. of nature guys, they were they were like hilarious. Uh, being, was should- it being still? Being still yeah. was fucking awesome, too. I need to be there for the next being still one. Yeah. And I think uh, we should definitely get the Seafloor Boys back on here when they uh, drop that that full album. For sure. Because that, that one song that they dropped is fire. It's like the best thing yeah. that, they, that they've dropped, for sure. Uh, I, um, I definitely dig the vibe like uh, and like definitely want more guitar solos. So I'm all for it. Bring them catch-up. Bring the ketchup beats, boys. I'm I'm hungry for it. Yeah, there there's like there was so many like cool like elements and moments in that uh, find yourself song. So I definitely like I dig it, and I I love that the dudes from Find Yourself definitely had a hand in it. Cause funny story, like um the Find Yourself show I went to where I was uh like a year or so back. And at the show, um, I had met the dudes from Swim Gustavo. And, like, from there, like, um, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to think, like, a moment that's connected in my life, like, in my music life and stuff. Like, I take a photograph, like, about a year and a half later, and I'm in a totally different spot. But, like, some of the elements are still the same. You, like, find yourself is still there somehow, some way, despite the fact that they uh, RIP'd earlier this year. Yeah. Um. All right. So it looks like uh, David, even though he was on the episode with us, wasn't able to join us for this portion. And of course, Cash wasn't around for this episode as well. So I guess let's uh, wrap it up and get into our recent listens. Uh, I'm down to kick it off if you don't mind. Yeah, dude, go for it. I mean, I can do David's real quick. It'll be, uh, he's still listening to Dear Diary. (laughs) Uh, Dear Diary and, uh, what was it? What was it? Like, he keeps uh, saying Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy. He's got, we got to bring back the, uh, you know, he's got a little Strawberry Girls here. He's listening to Hail the Sun. So soon the truth or or something. (laughs) So soon the truth. I forget that band's name. <laughs> so speak, so speak the truth. Like I, I believe that's, uh, I believe that's the band he says. Like I, I like that band though. Yeah. I like um. Shout out to them. So soon uh, the truth. There you go. Yeah, so Deftones, so man. Ohms. Ohms. They dropped the new song named Ohms, and at first I honestly found it. A little underwhelming, but I've listened to it a couple of times, and it's definitely been growing on me. Like, it has, you know, cool little moments, that, that little, like, riff in the beginning's dope. It's pretty on par with, like, the last two albums, and I don't know, like, De- Deftones, sometimes they, like, I feel like they really push themselves musically, um, and... I don't know, like, certain albums will have, like, kind of, like, some songs that stand out and don't sound as cohesive as 
the rest of the album, but I think the last two albums, uh, Gore and and the album before that, they didn't really do that. I think they kind of dropped like a cohesive album where the songs, you know, sound like pretty similar. They they sound the same sonically, and it, it's good and stuff, but. Yeah, I, I would love to hear them like change it up a little, like the like the way that they did in Diamond Eyes. What did you think about the song? I quite enjoy uh, Deftones. Like I, I always feel like there's, like yeah, like you said, it's a grower. It definitely is. But I feel like Deftones is kind of like that band. Like they make a, a sonic sound that you just kind of have to embrace and like endure with it and like grow with it. Like it's definitely a grower. I enjoy it visually it's, it's like really cool i really like the video and i like the, the album art for it there's just something about it that just sings to me just like the track yeah so yeah and you bring up a good point like even with gore and the album before that even though i don't know like i don't i'm not really digging like most of chino's vocals or stuff but the song's as a whole, like sonically, they sound amazing. Like the production, the guitar tone, like it's all really great. Um, I feel like in like some of the other albums, they just kind of t- tap into a sound that that I'm like more into hearing, I guess. And and you get a little more from Chino's vocals. Like he's great, you know. I'm just not really into kind of like that. Uh, I don't even. I wouldn't even call it like new metal, but just kind of like that that rock alternative, <laughs> whatever the word for that is. But I, I love the Deftones. I have the self-titled album art tattooed on my leg. So shout out to them. I'm glad they're still making music, and you know, like they're they're awesome. Definitely, dude. I agree with you. Uh, what else? Um, okay, so a couple weeks ago, Rick Springfield tweeted that he had recently started getting into COVID in Cambria. The tweet went, like, somewhat viral within our scene. Well, if that wasn't, like, if that wasn't awesome enough, COVID dropped a new song featuring Rick Springfield, and they named it Jesse's Girl 2. Dude, a sequel to, like, one of the like the most quintessential 80s songs ever yeah and it, it's a very fun song like the beginning of it reminds me of blood red summer meets kind of that 80s like power pop vibe like you know blood red summer kind of starts off with like kind of like a palm muting they that's what they did with this song and yeah it, it's great and it's actually really cool to see um i guess some band that kind of came from our scene do something with like you know somebody from like the 80s or or whatever i mean rick springfield was a pretty big deal back in the day man like my aunt like she's super like all into 80s music and like rick springfield's always like the top of her list so it's kind of cool because it's like it bridges that gap because like usually like when i go to my aunt i'm not gonna be like hey Guess what, man? The new Dance Gavin Dance just came out. And my aunt, you're like 60. Like, check this shit out. But, like, I could go up to her with a Coheed and Cambria song and be like, hey, check this out. Like, you know that song you like? 
like one of the bands I listen to, there's a gap. So it's like, it's cool. Like I really yeah. enjoy like. Oh uh, well, enjoy, like you know. Yeah, and if you if you like pay attention to um, Coheed and Cambria, especially the kind of like those first two albums, they they drew a lot of influence kind of from like like that '80s power pop and and like pop rock vibe. Like even the video for for a favor house Atlantic or whatever, like it just kind of seemed very eighties. Now I don't know if that's kind of like a Jersey thing, but for sure. And like having Rick Springfield on, on a Coheed song is pretty on par with like Robert Smith hopping on a blink 182 song. That was a good song too. Yeah. Like we need more of that. Yeah, it's it's always good to see like different generations of artists like kind of like doing that like Michelangelo David painting thing where they're like touching fingers. Like it's cool to see that happen. Yeah, are we going to get Bon Jovi on a trap song? That's what we we need to know. This is this is like these are the questions that who, like who real should, who should DGD uh feature on a song like somebody from the 80s? Phil Collins, dude. That Phil Collins. That would be <laughs> Just a dueling drum solo between him and Matt Mangus. I'm trying to think of like who I'd want to hear, but I'm not like a huge like eighties person, I guess. Like I like eighties punk. Like Yeah. I mean, I think you should definitely dabble. Like uh I mean, like look at our guests today. Like there's definitely an eighties influence there. If you remember our interview with a marionette. Huge fans of Van Halen. Oh, Van yeah, Halen yeah, old huge fans 80s. of Van Halen. Like eighties music, like there's it's a it's kind of like a wild west because like a lot of new technology was being developed. There's a lot of like keyboards and like sound effects that like first came into being at this time, and it's like it's cool seeing people that like grew up listening to because I listened to a lot of eighties music like Tears for Fears and New Order and all this like all these great bands like Billy Idol I love all this shit and like seeing like this with Coheed and just like uh, Rick Springfield it's like it warms my heart because it like it gives me a connection to like my my generation before me who's like totally like eighties heads and like just because of that like I became a fan of eighties music myself. Yeah, there's definitely like. You know, I wouldn't say that I'm in like really into any of the artists from the 80s, but there's a lot of songs that, you know, that I dig from that time. I think I think maybe like Dance Gavin Dance and like uh, Hall and Notes would be cool. Or <laughs> like, uh, I don't <laughs> know, Dance Richard Gavin Dance, like Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar is good, dude. Yeah. Funny story. You want to hear a funny story about something? Um, when I went to hair school in like 2009, the dude that cut Pat Benatar's hair was like a tutor for one of my like haircutting classes, and that dude was a total fucking dick. <laughs> well, I mean, look at Pat Benatar's hair. I'm not surprised there. Hey man, like Just you're kidding. known, for, you're, you gotta be known for something, bro. Like I guess. It gives you a license to be like however you want to be. Yeah. Speaking of um, like you you had brought up Van Halen and Marionette being Van Halen fans. I know that they're gonna drop a cover of a Van Halen song soon. Uh, why can't this be love, right? I believe so. Yeah. 
that's a good song. That's the because um, there's two different eras of Van Halen, and I'm Van Hagar cool. and that's the <laughs> Van. And <laughs> man, watching jo- watching Joker has taught you something. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't be able to tell. Like, if you played a Van Halen song, first of all, I don't know any Van Halen song besides Jump. And I wouldn't be able to tell you if it's Hagar or David Lee Roth. Well, I think the Hagar era is a little more synth-driven. The David Lee Roth era is a little more uh, it's rock and roll. You know, it's not as, like, synth rock. But um, I would say, like, the comparison between the two of them would be kind of like Kurt Travis and Tillian, where you got a guy that's not really super well trained in the vocal arts at this point in his career. And he's more of a, you know, bellower and yeller and kind of thing. And David Lee, uh, Sammy Hagar was more of a croony singer. So it's definitely two different types of eras. Like uh, I find the David Lee Roth era to be a little more risque and they talk more about, like the party life and shit like that. Whereas the Sammy Hagar era was more like every other song was about why isn't this love working, bro? Like they were definitely like a bro band for their era. <laughs> so is that song jump? Is that Van Hagar? Um, no, I believe jump is that's David Lee Roth. Okay. That's David. Cause, uh, why can't this be love? Uh, yeah, that's, that's Hagar. But I mean, Sammy Hagar, which was really cool about him, like for, for me, is he lived in the next town over from me, Fontana. So like he's like the local legend over there. So I'm like from the next town over. So like growing up, I was like my dad's kind of like music. So I, my dad was like a jock who rode like dirt bikes. So I guess, yeah, it was totally like a dude bro band back in the day. Chicks dig it, you know, like they're all wearing spandex pants. I mean, what's not to lie? You saw the hair in. You saw the hair in the 80s, bro. They didn't have, like, reason. <laughs> they didn't have high standards. I'm just kidding. So, uh, yeah, other than, like, what else have I been listening to? Uh, oh, yeah, No Pressure. Um, no Pressure is Parker Cannon from the story so far, Side Project. And I guess you can say they sound like old story so far. Musically, to me, um, some of the songs kind of remind me of Kid Dynamite, Lifetime, kind of like that, like early '90s pop punk hardcore sound. Um, I really dig it, and I hope they come out with more stuff soon. Um, I've been listening to this song by a group named Stablemate. Like they're, I think, a pretty fresh new uh, group. Like they only have two songs on Spotify. They kind of remind me of, I don't know, what Bright Eyes kind of does. It's kind of like a indie vibe with like a little tiny dash of country. Um, yeah, speaking of, Bright Eyes has, new, has a new record and Father John Misty has a new two-song EP that's pretty good. Other than that, I've been listening to this artist named The Japanese House. Um, she's like a female artist, and I guess she kind of sounds like uh, Bonnie Vare, which is interesting because one of the songs actually 
features Bonnie Bear, but he like in the feature he goes by his actual name, Justin Vernon, which I don't know what was the reasoning behind that because I think he yeah, he has a feature on like the new Taylor Swift album and he went by he decided to go by Bonnie Bear and not Justin Vernon. So I don't know what's up with that. People got monikers, man. They want nicknames. They want to be special. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for me. What you've been listening to, man. Well, I got a little bit of a mixed bag. I go from like late 90s, early 2000s, like alternative to like noise core to like weird dream indie. But um, top it off, I've been listening to uh, bands like Finger Eleven and Chevelle, kind of like that. That sound from like the butt rock era but like the vocalists weren't like you know they were a little more clean a little more soft-spoken they weren't so like but (laughs) um chevelle uh they have this cool song called hunter eats hunter really good i like that album um first time by the uh by finger 11 was this track i've been digging on a lot lately it's really good stuff i kind of like that you know alternative in your face kind of like rock that's like it can go from like real gentle whisper to like smack you over the head with a nice little riff over here and again yeah but, i was like, never really like too into that genre but chevelle was definitely pretty good like they had dude, like that's some bangers tone, for sure their tone is so good like they just they have it dialed in on something dude and it's just ooh, love them i saw them live last year in las vegas like i I referenced the show. I mean, God knows how much, but they sound like great live. Like it's just picture perfect, just like the record. Like I wish I could say the same for Finger Eleven. I've never seen them. Kind of like a bucket list band. But um, I've listened to. I've been trying to get like more of that like noise core kind of sound in my life lately. Just because like you can only listen to See You Space Cowboy and The Color of Violence like so many times before you're like, you know, I, maybe I should get some other bands that sound like this. But um, Wrist, Wrist Meets Razor, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I Yeah, I actually had them on, on the playlist, I think, maybe like three episodes ago. Um, really? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of like kind of like that. I was like, yeah, I've, I've been just getting into them. Like, you got any recommendations? Like, uh... I, I the song I've been checking out like I was like the top song on their list like Insecurity Checkpoint but dude uh, that that's probably the song that I put on the playlist if uh, let me yeah that, that like, one's uh, like a like a bop for sure um uh, trying to think that even I know I know there was a week where I had them and Gouge Away on the playlist maybe I'm like oh, uh, lo- loathsome Check out that song. Yeah, we'll we'll have to swap that one out and put that one in since we've already done it once. But, man, maybe in my subconscious, I was like, huh, Wrist Meets Razor. I have never heard this before, ever. Moses did not say this on the show, ever. And then I just listened to it. I was like, Moses was right. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, Yeah, I've been listening to them um, for a while. I, I guess, like, kind of when See You Space Cowboy... Uh, mm-hmm. came out in, in bands like Gouge Away. Um, yeah. But our, you know, If I Die First, they're pretty buddy-buddy uh, with with um, like, Sea Space Cowboy. So, so, yeah. 
we might get some hate five six stuff huh yes that would be sick uh yeah. a huge uh, hate five six fan they've yeah. been dropping a lot like good content for years i think uh like my next song i think it was a uh, it was like a split ep with Rich smith's razor because it was a uh, soft kill i don't know if you've checked that band out before uh doesn't ring a bell but but they have this uh, split EP. I forget who they. But yeah, as soon as, that, as, soon as shows come back up, um, I think we can pretty much expect a. Uh, if I die first, see Space Cowboy, Brisk Meets Razor, and Static Dress, uh, tour. Ooh. That that would that be a good like, tour. That'd be a sick show, dude. I think I'd be going to the. I'd, I'd try to go to a couple dates for that. Yeah, but hopefully like, Static Dress can come out here from Australia because they're like a really good band and they kind of been bringing back almost like that early 2000 post-hardcore uh, kind of like before it became like the scene post-hardcore. Yeah. But um, through like association with, uh, you know, cause Spotify's so helpful, but I was able to find another band called uh, Betrayal of Guilt and Soft Kill. They did like this split EP, and it's really good. It's like two different like spectrums of sound that it's just it goes from like really soft like indie dream kind of shit to like fucking noise. It's awesome, dude. Um, I'll put the the recommendations for the, the two songs I heard by the. Trail of Guilt and Soft Kill, it's definitely like that. But other than that, uh, I wanted something a little more, more soft and upbeat. So I got this uh, band I was listening to called Hologram. They have this song called A Faction that's really good. I recommend anybody want to check that out to definitely do that. That pretty much wraps up my listens for this week. I don't think there's anything else to go over. Plug the socials and we can wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, you can find me at um, uh, the real Anthony Green on Twitter and <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. I'm Johnny Craig 4L. 4L, bro. That means for life or for lies or. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's for, for life. For Legos. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Ryan slash slash. You can find Moses at through being Mo. You can find uh, Cash at Cash Slinging Spicer. I believe that's what it is. David is just David Pottinger. You could he, he's he's a bold boy. Go follow him. He's got an OnlyFans and a Snapchat. He's he's a very bright young man. Support him. And that's the show. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You've been listening to the Demo Team Podcast. Oh, hey, next week we're going to have uh, Ben Rosette on, hopefully. So. Oh, shit, we should have led with that. I'm just kidding. Whoops. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, that's awesome. All right, later, man. All right, dude, see you.